All right, welcome back to uh, Top 25 Voter Pod with my friends, John Werner and Chad Conine. Uh, first of all, guys, welcome back to Texas. Uh, as we film this podcast, y'all got back yesterday, uh, Monday. Yeah, it's kind of like that, the worst Beatles song. Okay, what song is that? The Long and Winding Road. Oh, no, Chad, there's worse than that. <laughs> You ever heard the inner light? How about okay, Revol- okay. Revolution Number Nine? Yeah, the Revolution Number Nine, well, nine. nine is kind of avant garde, though. It's bad avant garde. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I, I do remember that one. That one's that one's brutal. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, did y'all enjoy KC? You survived the snow. You had some barbecue. Yep, Strouds, Joes. One Baylor men's basketball game. <laughs> uh, after that, I was just like, si- uh, Chad's lackey. <laughs> you know, we uh, I discovered the Caesar salad at the fancy Lowe's Hotel in downtown Kansas City. It's pretty dang good. Okay. I had three of them in four days. That's a lot of salad, especially in a place like KC. It is. A, you know, I went skiing beforehand, as you guys know. And uh, I came home three pounds lighter than when I left. That's incredible. That. I may have to revoke your sports writer card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't be a health nut in a sports writer. All no. right. So Baylor women get a, a two seed. The Baylor men get a one seed. Um, let's talk about the ladies first. Um, ladies first. Chad. Uh, you know, they're the two in that in that region in Wichita with Louisville as the one. Um, you know, what are Nikki Collins team's chances of getting through that region and getting to the final four? Um, it, it's going to be pretty tough. Uh, you know. I, I don't have you know, I haven't dug in on Ole Miss and um, South Dakota yet, but. Once you get to the Sweet 16 round, if they make it that far, which I am guessing they probably will, you're more than likely going to see Michigan in the Sweet 16, which is who you played in the Sweet 16 last year. And it just feels like the more you play a team in the same round, the worse your luck gets playing them in that round. You know, And Michigan's already beat Baylor once this year. They've got the kind of player in Naz Hillman that can give Baylor headaches you know, or more headaches than they usually have in the post. Um, on the other hand, Baylor has been playing a lot better over the last two months, particularly over the last month than Michigan has. Uh, you know, th- then you've got Louisville and Tennessee in the top half of the bracket. So, man, we can have a lot of fun in Wichita. Um, but to me, um, the idea of me driving up to Wichita and then just keeping on going to Minneapolis seems a little bit like a slim chance at this point. Although, I mean, you never can – count out Baylor when they got the, you know, two top 10 draft picks on their team and a pretty good collection of guards too. Yeah. I thought it was telling that Nikki Collins said after that um, Texas loss in the big 12 final uh, that she felt like they were playing as well as anyone in the country and that they certainly were worthy of a one seed. Obviously that's her chance to stump there for her team, but nevertheless, um, I mean, I think they are playing pretty well. Obviously, maybe Texas exposed some things, and we've, 
you know. Well, Texas got to benefit from trial and error, you know. Because <laughs> of a third time situation? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm going to write. You know, I'm writing a column for tomorrow. And, and everybody knows how good their team can be and how bad their team can be at this point, you know. But not everybody gets to play you a couple times and figure out, you know. Like, I think Mark Adams said, you know, it's not a series. You know, anything can happen in one game because you try different things and you find out whether or not it works. But trying to do that within 40 minutes and have it come out right. I mean, that's that's, you know, that's a tough that's a kind of a crapshoot. And that's why we call it March Madness and not March Chalk. Oh, well played. Well played. If uh, if they do get uh, there to Wichita, which they should uh, get through the first two rounds, I would think. Um we're going to call you the Wichita lineman. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Johnny? That's a good one, Bryce. Uh, so, John, how about the men? Obviously, uh, they did get the one seed. Um, you know, I almost felt like it was going to be reversed, that, that the women would get the uh, – well, let's see. Yeah, the women would get the one, the men would get the two. But um, – so they're in the East. Uh, they get to play in Fort Worth, uh, which, of course, is really huge, uh, in, in the first two rounds. And then uh, if they get past that, they go to Philly. Um, you know, again, some pretty good teams in this region. How about Scott Drew's team? Can they get back to the Final Four? Uh, well, I think they're definitely in the toughest region. Um, Kentucky's number two. Purdue's number three. Uh, Purdue was number one for one week, but they've been in the top 10 all year. Uh, UCLA's four. And then you just kind of look down the line. I mean, Texas is six. They're probably playing the best 11 seed in the country, Virginia mm -hmm. Tech. Yeah. They've won seven of their last eight, and they beat Duke in the uh, ACC tournament for the championship. So it's a really hard – Region, but then again, that's what you'd expect because they were the number four, uh, one seed. Yeah, uh, they they were obviously hoping for San Antonio. They lost Oklahoma in the first round of the Big Twelve tournament, and uh, you know I think they probably would have had at least won a game or two there to, to get that San Antonio route. But uh, you know they've got tournament experience. Uh, you know at least three of the guys have a lot of it: Flo Thamba, Matt Meyer, and Adam Flagler. They're all key players on last year's team. So that's going to help. Um, you know, I think those two freshmen, uh, Jeremy Sohan and Kendall Brown, won't be odd by the moment. I mean, they're they're pretty uh, – I mean, they're very talented, but I think they've – you know, you can see them just kind of – They're poised. You know, they're poised, yeah. They, they've gained confidence throughout the year. And, uh, you know, Kenjo's a senior. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine too. But then you got that – Thin rotation to think about. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave Cryer a shot to play. I mean, kind of like at this point, you know, what is there to lose? So, uh, to me, Cryer is the X factor. Uh, yeah. It, like, if you were asking me, Baylor can get to the final four by doing blank, mm -hmm. I think it's by Cryer coming back and giving him another three point shooter because. I mean, you talked about it in a conversation with me yesterday. I, I alluded to it in a, in a column uh, today. But, um, you know, Flag, Flagler is 
a, a good percentage three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, unless Cryer's <laughs> playing, uh, they don't have a lot of high-percentage three-point shooters. I mean, Brown, right. Sohan, Akinjo's hitting like 29%. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's a, that's a big difference uh, from last year, as we well remember. <laughs> Yeah, they had three or four guys who could hit threes pretty regularly. So, uh, yeah, that is a big difference. And, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be much harder this year than last year, I think. What were you going to say, Chad? I predict that they're going to release or unleash LJ Cryer. I mean, we'll see if that makes a difference, but I I I mean – yeah, I, I don't think that they were. I don't think they were too concerned about what happened in Kansas City. In fact, I think they probably kind of preferred to come home on Thursday night. I got a lot of questions from different people saying, "You think they tanked? You think they tanked?" No, I don't think they tanked. Uh, but did they, you know, mind a couple extra days of rest? Sure. I mean, obviously, they they would like you know some extra rest. So, uh, but no, I don't think Baylor went out and tried to lose on purpose. But. Well. You, you, there's a difference between tanking and resting guys and experimenting, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I think the conference tournament, when you're assured of a pretty high seed, is a good time to do that. Mm. Uh, all right. So out of all of the Big 12, men and women, um, this time we'll start with the men first. And either one of y'all can chime in. Who has the best chance to get to the Final Four? Uh, I don't think it's Baylor just because they're short rotation and, uh, the region's so tough. I think it's probably Kansas. Um, they're number one seed in the Midwest. Uh, let's see. Number two is Auburn. Who's been a really good team. They were number one a few weeks, but they've been kind of fading a little lately. Yeah. Yeah. They've been fading a little, uh, Wisconsin. Eh, they're a good three seed. I think Kansas could beat them. Providence, they're a four. I, I don't know. I think Kansas could beat them. I, I like the Jayhawks' chances. And then after that, I'd say, you know, even though Tech's a three seed, I, I think they have a shot to win that West region. Chad, what do you think? Um, I would probably – I like Providence more than John does. Um, I don't know exactly. They're number 13 in the country, but they've been in that top top 15 all year. Um, you know, a real rugged team out of the Big East. I saw them play a whole game this year, and they're big and athletic, and they've, they've answered a lot of challenges. I mean, they're 25-5 and five and playing in, playing in a pretty dang good conference. But, yeah, Kansas probably has the best chance. I think um, – I think, unfortunately, for Texas Tech, and somebody, you know, was doing a little chest pounding, talking about how years, 20 years from now, the trivia question, who knocked out uh, Duke in in Krzyzewski's last game, the answer is going to be Texas Tech, you know. But I don't – I don't – I'm not that optimistic because when you talk about knocking Coach K out, you know they're going to shoot just like Kansas did the other day. You know they're going to shoot 30-something free throws, you know, I knew you're you not. Gonna, I knew you were going to go down that road. And, and Well, I, I just I, – I don't mean it from a bitterness standpoint. I just mean it from, you know, it's Duke. It's Duke and Coach K, and, and they're not going away quietly. And, and they're going to get some help from Coach K's buddies in, in stripes. So, 
I mean, I've heard this uh, conspiracy for for weeks now that that uh, you know that, that basically the NCAA wants Duke to you know do well and all this. Um, uh, personally, my answer to the question is Tech because I just first of all I don't completely believe in this year's Gonzaga team. Um, I think a stiff wind could bl- blow Chet Holmgren <laughs> over. Um, and then Duke obviously is going to be a tough game. Uh, and Gonzaga would be a tough game. But here's why I like Tech. And that uh, I think they're, they've got uh, just some guys that can get unconscious shooting-wise. And they play defense. And in March, man, that, that plays. That travels. Uh, I saw a metric or something where uh, maybe they're number one in Ken Palm defense or whatever. I don't know, but uh, well, see, I love them. I love watching this team play. I have all year long. Um, to me, they're a lot more conscious shooting a, a lot of the time than unconscious. You know, and and I'd love to see. I'd love to see you be right and have you know two or three guys that just launch it and keep making it. But if they're gonna if they're gonna win, if they're gonna beat teams like Duke and Gonzaga, it's gonna be because they make them not shoot very well because they're in a bracket full of teams that can fill it up from three. And yeah. that's kind of their Achilles heel. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I think I think for tech to make the run, they're gonna have to do it on the defensive end. I agree with that. Uh, all right, how about on the women's side? Uh, who, who's the team out of the big 12 that you know you think has the best shot there? Well, I'll keep talking, I guess, uh, since this is my bracket. But, um, you know, Vic Schaefer, love him or don't like him or whatever, or just think he's okay, uh, he, he's he been a beast in the tournament. He was in, in Mississippi State. He beat, he beat Kim and Baylor, and he beat, he beat Geno and UConn back in 2017, I believe. Um, he uh, – uh, took Texas farther than anybody thought Texas was going to go last year. And they won the big 12 tournament over the weekend. And boy, he was hard on his team. He was saying he had players not doing what they're supposed to do and whatever. This is back when they, you know, they lost to Baylor twice in three days and he was hard on this team, but you know, you look up now and, and uh, they're a tough team. They don't, they don't blow you away with, with scores and, and, you know, all conference types. Obviously, you know, the, the, the Big 12 teams didn't have a Texas player on the first team. Um, but I think I put Rory Harmon on our first team. And she's a good she's a good straw to stir the drink, for one thing. Um, but uh, I think Texas could go a long way. Obviously, Baylor, you know, it's tough to say between Texas and Baylor who has the best chance of going the farthest. And then – I just don't think Iowa State has the athletes. I mean, they, they've been so out-athleted by Baylor in two games that that you can't, really can't rely on. On, uh, But, hey, you know, if they make it, good for Bill Finley. Yeah, so I uh, late last night I, I got done with some stuff and I went ahead and filled out some brackets as, you know, everyone else does. You know, you fill out brackets and – try to win your pool or whatever. And I, I filled out a women's one too. Uh, and 
I actually had Texas making the final four. Um, I, I did think, I think they're, you know, going in the right direction at the right time. Um, as Chad said, I think they displayed some toughness in that big 12 final and some quickness. I mean, they were getting to the rim uh, with pretty, you know, high frequency. Um, so, yeah, I think for all those reasons that Chad mentioned, you know, and Vic Schaefer, you know, having some tournament experience, I think all of that plays uh, well for Texas. Before yeah, I'll let John answer, I want to point out Texas yeah. got to go through Kim Mulkey to get there. Yes, I, I would. Uh, that would be a fun, fun matchup. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. I think I like Baylor's chances the best. Uh, you know, when you're in the conference, you play people so much that you really know their strengths and weaknesses and every little nuance about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nalissa is going to be really hard to stop. I mean, Texas kind of took her out a little bit. Uh, but, you know, that her and those three-point shooters they have, that's a pretty good, you know, combination right there. And uh, I, I'm not going to say I give them a great chance, but I, I think I'd give them the best chance. Yeah, I think that's a it's a fair point, and it was one that uh, Carolyn Peck made on the on the selection show uh, special, uh, just talking about Nalissa and the three point shooters, and um, that that was a good you know uh, good asset for Baylor to have that could lead to a, a nice deep run. So we'll see. Um, how about the surprises out there, you know, who, and we're talking about big 12, you know, who men or women could make kind of a run that you don't see coming. Uh, you know, TCU's playing pretty well. I, I don't know if that's going to translate into the tournament. This is the men, um, but they've been played really well. You know, they've been some good teams down the stretch. They beat Kansas a week ago. Uh, I think they have a, at least an outside shot to get to the Sweet 16. I don't know if they will. Uh, but other than that, I think Texas Tech's got a you know a pretty good shot to make the Elite Eight or maybe a little farther. Um, yeah. Chab? Well, you know, there's, there's a couple teams I like. I like Oklahoma, but darn it, if Skylar Van, who was our sixth woman of the year, didn't go down with an injury the other day against Baylor and, and that man, I was sitting there watching it. And of course that's Saturday. And, and, and I'm just thinking, you know, as a red Raider, I'm just going, man, if, if one of Tech's players and especially one of the guys they depend on got hurt in tonight's game, I'd be so bummed, you know? And so I had, you know, a lot of sympathy for that situation. Um, I, I, you know, Kansas has Georgia tech in the first round. It's an eight, nine game. And I think, I think, I think Kansas could get through that one and then, and then play Stanford, but I don't think they would uh, stand much of a chance in that. Um, You know, I I mentioned Texas, but Texas going a long way. Wouldn't be be a surprise. I'm trying to look. Okay. So Kansas state also has, they have a nine seed. Okay. And it's going to be really interesting if they beat uh, Washington state, in that first round, because then you got a Yoko Lee, 6'5", Yoko Lee going up against 6'4", Elisa Kinane in the second round uh, against NC State. That could be, you know, for for, uh, for your women's basketball fan, that could be a real interesting watch for you. Yeah, no doubt. How about the bust? Uh, who's the bust potential out there for the Big 12? 
Well, I think it's definitely Texas. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they've really played up to their potential all year, or maybe they were just overranked to start the year. I think they probably were at number five. And as you mentioned, they get a tough first That's, round yes. game against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think uh, I think Virginia Tech's the best 11 seed in the tournament. <laughs> I mean, they're a really hot team that's playing well, and Texas has a hard time just finding a go-to guy when they really need it. And I think that's going to continue to be an issue. That would well, break. You know, that would nobody break thinks Chad's more heart. Chris, huh? Yeah, I said that would break Chad's heart if Chris Beard plays out. <laughs> nobody thinks more of Chris Beard's coaching ability in March than Chris Beard. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, what's your answer, Butthead? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Iowa State could bust. Uh, like, like I, I mentioned, I mentioned the athleticism thing, but, um, you know, when, when you go specifically big 12, you know, who could get upset? Um, like I said, I like Texas and Baylor's chances of getting through Texas. I mean, I feel like in the women's game, um, toughness in the tournament is really valuable. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Texas got, got there. Uh, and, and, and I feel like, I don't know. I mean, if you're a 12 seed and you're a great, you know, three point shooting team, then, then go light it up, you know, go, go take your shots and light it up. And, and if you hit, if you can hit 10 in the first ha- uh, ta- first half and put a, uh, put a higher seed on their heels and more power to you. But what you're going to see more, more of the time is teams to go out and try to do that and, and uh, just don't score for a while. Um, and, and I think that's maybe even uh, more, more present in the women's game than the men's game. Um, I don't have anything to back that up. It's not, you know, it's not a comment on gender in any way, but, you know, and, but there have been women's teams that, that could light it up for three point range. And, and Kim Mulkey knows all too well what a hot three point shooting team can do to you. You know, yeah, that was Baylor's last time to play Louisville in the NCAA tournament, Brittany Griner's final game in uh, 2013. And uh, as I wrote in a column today, I think Louisville's still swishing in threes <laughs> off threes. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that was one of the craziest shooting performances I've ever seen. Well, uh, one thing, this is not exactly an answer to that question, but um, I think the uh, whole state of Iowa maybe is hoping to see Iowa State in Iowa yeah. uh, in, mm. in the Sweet 16 now. Um Iowa State's going to run up against Georgia in the second round. Uh, Iowa will play maybe Colorado in the second round, but I think that has a pretty good chance of happening. And and you know, Caitlin Clark versus you know Ashley Jones. Although I don't know that they would guard each other, they're a little bit different types of players. But you know, this is a great time of year to to kind of see players like Caitlin Clark and and Paige Beckers and Melissa Smith and Aaliyah Boston women's players that you maybe. They're not on on national TV as much as, as you know a lot of the men's teams. Even though a lot of the Big Twelve uh, schools are on twelve on TV constantly on the men's side, so um, you know there's me promoting women's basketball. Take a chance and watch uh, Caitlin Clark play and watch Melissa Smith play this March. Yeah. Uh, all right. One final little question here, going off script. Uh, 
you don't have to give me a huge breakdown, but give me your champion, men and women. Oh, Lord. Mm. Certainly you've filled out a bracket by now. Not yet. Maybe. Hey, man, I, I slept for 12 hours after I got home yesterday. All right, I'll start. I'll start while y'all think. I'm okay. going Arizona on the men. Um, I think they're playing pretty well. They, mm. they earned their one seed. Um, I think the Pac-12 showed some things last year in the uh, NCAA tournament that maybe they're a little underrated as a conference. And – I'm going NC State for the women over mm-hmm. South Carolina in the final. I okay. think I'm going to go uh, Kansas with the men. Uh, you know, the Big 12 has been the best conference all year. Okay. Uh, they've been really tough. I, I, I like them getting through that bracket. And uh, women, I – Probably go with you, Bryce, NC State. I can't say I know just a whole lot about on the women's side, but just from what I've seen, they look like a really good team. You know, there is a great cartoonist for the Lubbock Avalanche Journal named Dirk West, um, and he used to draw these cartoons, and he'd write, he'd Raider Red, he'd have like, his hat would have bullet holes in it uh, in, in accordance with how many football games Texas Tech had lost that season. You okay. Know? And uh, to me, when I look at the entire men's bracket, I see teams with a couple of bullet holes, at least, Mm. you know, know? yeah, you don't, there's, there's no obvious favorite. I don't think this year. I agree. Um, You know, you could say the West coast hasn't, hasn't produced like the PAC 12 hasn't produced a lot of dominant tournament teams lately, you know? Um, And so for all those reasons, it's Kansas doesn't have their best team. Duke doesn't have their best team. Baylor doesn't have as good a team as they had a year ago. So I'm going to say this is the year that the ball bounces Gonzaga's way and Gonzaga wins. Mm. On the men's side and on the women's side, I think Stanford's body of work throughout the year has been better than everybody else. Mm. They are are the defending national champion. And they are the defending champion. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a Stanford repeat. Okay. Mm. That, That would be a feather in a Tara Vanderveer's cap for sure. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it's a feather with a, and a cap with a lot of feathers in it already. Yeah, no doubt. True, true that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll be obviously out at uh, the games this week uh, in Fort Worth and Waco, and then we'll see if uh, we've got some trips uh, ahead in next week. So, anyway, thanks, y'all.